And I'm glad that all you folk are here tonight. Amen. Amen. And a prayer revival. And I will tell you, brothers and sisters, I believe that prayer is the answer. There has never been a revival without a really a big prayer working of the Spirit. Amen. Being done by people that's seeking the Lord and praying. And I told this story I, before I even start. Amen. I read this book of, uh, uh, it was on prayer, and it was telling about this blacksmith man. He was just an old man, that, or he was just, just a man. I guess I don't know how old he was, but he was working in his blacksmith shop, and he'd been bothering him for several days about, about the needs of God's to work in, 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 in his town that he was in. And so he finally got to the point that he just told everybody, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm through, I'm, I'm going to close up. He closed up the shop and went over to the church and started praying. He prayed all that afternoon and then he went to the preacher and told him, he said, preacher, I, I, I think we need a, need a call a prayer revival or just probably call a prayer to our church. He said, now that's never worked here. You know, it's never worked. And, and uh, you know, uh, my suggestion would be if you feel that way, maybe get some friends over to some, your house or somebody's house because we don't want to open up the church just for the two or few people that will be there. So they got over to a house and he called a lot of neighbors and so forth and they all went over to the house to see what's going to happen at night. He got up and told them what we're going to do. We're going to tarry for the Lord here. We're going to pray. And he sat down. And just, there was silence. And for about the last 15 or 20 minutes before, he, somebody started sniffing. And then another one started sniffing. And then another one. And then there come a roar of prayer. And the next night, the house was too full. So the preacher said, well, we'll just have to go over to the church. Have it tonight. So they went to the church within a week's time. Amen, that church was full of people. Nothing but prayer. Nobody said anything except come and let's get started. And then Jonathan Edwards, not Jonathan Edwards, but uh, uh, Finney, Charles Finney, came, moved in there, and practically every person in that town, amen, made their confession to the Lord. And I will say that some of those folks, if you ever read, you ought to read some Finney books. That man had power. He could, he could sway his hand like that and everybody, everybody would fall over automatically. Amen. He walked, into a, he walked into a sewing factory and the manager had to shut down the place because all the women started falling on the floor and falling on their knees and praying. And the machines were going, but nothing. So they shut it down just to have a good prayer meeting. Amen. That, that, that's, oh, that's what we need. That's what we need. Whatever it takes, there is God, that we can do. And I, I believe it starts with prayer. Azusa Street started with prayer. Amen. And uh, whatever. Praise God. Psalms chapter 27, and I will read two verses of Scripture. Psalms 27 and verse 7. Hear, O Lord, cry. When I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. And when thou sayest, seek my face, 
My, thy, my heart says unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Amen. Amen. David, was, David was in kind of a desperate prayer here. He was saying, hear, hear my cry. And I'm, when you're telling me to seek your face, I, I want to say to myself, I'm going to seek your face. In my thy face, O oh Lord, will I seek. Amen. And that's what uh, I think it's, we're, we're going to talk about the sensitivity of the spirit tonight. The sensitivity of the spirit. Because, you know, we've always preached and talked that the Lord's with us and the angels of the Lord are around about us. And we can feel after him and we can find him because he's not very far from every one of us. And those are just words sometimes we say. But can we believe that right now that the angels are here to minister? Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here to minister. And we need to be sensitive enough to find out what, it, what he wants. To, find it, to try to somehow get in a, in a spiritual condition where God can start speaking. Amen. And I believe that that's what happens sometimes when the ministry gets. But uh, David wrote this. And he, he was most unusual man in the Old Testament in these things. First of all, we, we hear more about David's early life than many of the others, just very few others. We can know about their birth and, and so forth. Uh, we've heard, heard a lot about his youth. Amen. He, he spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time out with the sheep. And, uh, and you know, he, he killed a lion and a bear. We heard that. But we've heard also that he was a songwriter. The Psalms has proven that, that many of the Psalms were there. But, but there's something I want to talk about David. David was alone with the sheep. Now, sometimes if your mind is, is uh, out of your control, you need to get, get with somebody. <laughs> uh, you can still say amen if you want to. You can but sometimes we need somebody to help us control our minds. Amen. And sometimes if we are just, amen, in tune with the Lord just right, we don't need nobody. David was one of those people that I think he could, he could, get, he could get God's presence. Amen. He wrote some beautiful psalms. Amen. Because he just had that spiritual something that he was in tune with God. Amen. Nothing there was going to distract his mind but the sheep. No, uh, no programs or, or uh, whatever we have today that's so distractive to us. Uh, we, we, we get distracted. <laughs> and by the way, I'm just going to tell you something I got distracted with this week. Yesterday, I was over at um, getting a Sister uh, Kay's car worked on over in uh, at South Oats in uh, uh, Bell, not Bell Street. Uh, I don't know, right there at the intersection where the, the uh, grocery store is. And looked out, and there come two deer running across the road, run slap into a truck. Amen. Him sitting there at the red light. Then he come broke his broke his leg, and uh, and I don't know what else. And there was two of them. And they run right across in front of uh, the tire place there. 
and down the, down Oak Street and back into the woods, and it was about a four or five minutes. They was running one way and the other way, and trucks and cars were going every which way, and people was running out and seeing them. It was very much it was a distraction. Amen. People, most of the folks left their business wide open because there was something going on, and it was it was kind of very very unusual. Okay, yeah. And why I just got that thought in my mind there was because it just don't happen every day. Amen. And so David was very close to God in his thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. David wrote the majority of the Psalms with most attractive sounds. Amen. And the blessings as, as he, was, he was there presently just Amen, with those sheep, because he had no distractions. Distractions. Amen. He could see God in nature. In nature. He could see God, amen, in, 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 in the creation. You start reading the Psalms, he, he brings in a lot of, lot of uh, just his, what he could see with his eyes. Amen. And then when God asked him to seek my face, though, David said, I'm going to seek your face. Thy face, O Lord. Amen. Well, the face basically means it's the presence or the favor or seek acceptance. Uh, let's turn back to Ezekiel, or excuse me, <laughs> Exodus. Turn back to Exodus, the uh, 33rd chapter. And I will begin reading in verse number 12. Exodus chapter 33 in verse number 12, Moses said unto the Lord, see thou sayest unto me, bring up the people and thou shalt, thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that I, this nation, is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go before thee. I'm going to pass by you. Amen. I'm going to show you enough of me to know. And of course, I mean, I can, I can say that uh, many of the writers believe that the Lord showed Moses his hinder part, or he showed him his past glory. And so Moses got his pen out, I guess, there and started writing, amen, Genesis in the beginning, amen. God was showing him. God could show us things if some way we could be alone with him long enough, separate ourselves out from the problems that we have and uh, and. And, and get, a, get a good relationship with God. Now, I dare say tonight, and if, you was to a, if I was to ask you and you'd tell me that while we have been praying, you have been, you have been gone from here. And it wasn't up. Some of these women have wondered where they cut off the <laughs> stove or not, where they did this. It's just... The devil will try to put anything into your mind. Amen. And, uh, of course, the men folks have got, they've got plans for tomorrow's work, you know, and, 
and they, they pray a little bit and we'll take prayer requests and then your, your mind wanders off here and there, doesn't it? Amen. Praise God. You don't have to say amen. I can tell you. you, are, you I, if you don't say amen, I think you're, I know you're not telling me the truth. If you just don't respond, yeah, yeah I did. We're, we're, we're human beings. And there is, a, there is a desire in our hearts, brothers and sisters. Amen. But we need to somehow, I cannot tell you exactly how each one of us, but we need to become sensitive, amen, when we come into the church house and be sensitive to the presence of God, amen. that the Lord can speak to us, amen. that the Lord can give us directions of life. Amen. I know we've had it at times, and, and certainly you, every one of you can say amen to this, that it, there are times that it's been that way, but there's other times that just, you just have to pull yourself back from the problems. I pray for preachers. I pray for churches sometimes. And then when I start praying, especially, I could pray, okay, I'm going to say I pray for Geneva. I know everybody goes to church there. And rather than praying that God would move and try to get my mind on the Lord, I start praying for them and, and uh, get upset because I know that they're waiting on a preacher to come down there and talk to them. Amen, they're just not, uh, it's, it's just, we don't know how to, I don't know how to break through there. I don't know how to, what, what to do. But I do know that God would like to take you and I and them too and have a spiritual breakthrough. Amen, Amen. if we would just allow the Holy Ghost to move us and minister to us and uh, don't get distracted by something else. Face, presence, favor, seek acceptance. Moses said, show me thy glory. And God said, you cannot see my face and live. Amen. Moses was seeking the Shekinah glory of God. And God said, I cannot show you all my face. I can't really give you all of it. He got enough of it that he, he, he was nuked. He was a glowing when he came down off the mountain just by what God showed him. And God said, you can't take any more of this. You know, your body can't take it, I guess. I don't know. But I do know this. I hadn't gotten near that close. Amen. But I would love to see God, amen, amen use us all amen. for his glory. David was seeking to be enlightened or a greater understanding. <laughs> And God does not want to keep us in the dark. He does not want to keep this generation that we're living in right now. He doesn't want to, amen, to, to let us come to church and whatever and, and just say, I wish I knew God. I wish I knew, I wish I could get a hold of God. I wish I, God would speak to me. Amen. That's what I'm saying. We need to develop a sensitivity. We need some way Amen. Bring ourselves into saying, I, 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 I want to get in contact with God and I want, to, I want to hear his voice. I believe he's talking. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. People lose their sensitivity. Amen. From, from what it was, I, <clears throat> I got, I got, I got, I got, Started to say with preaching a little bit that uh, I could say 
And I can tell you, anybody that needs the Holy Ghost can get it tonight. Uh, and anybody that's seeking for the Holy Ghost, I believe that I believe you, can, you can get it. Amen. And I know that people have sought it for many years, and I know some people really feel like, well, it must not be for me. But I can tell you, if you'll die, I guarantee you, he'll give you life back. He'll give you. We've got to, we've got to crucify the flesh, amen, and, 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 and that's what the saints of God needs to do too, to learn how to totally surrender ourselves over to the Lord. Because God will, I believe God will move on us. I believe God will give us some sensitivity that, uh, that I'm talking about tonight. Amen. Praise God. Whether it's a family or a husband or wife, your companion needs to know you care for them. Amen. Amen. The need of the lost people of this city needs to know that we care. And when visitors come, we, they, need to, they need to know that we really care for them. We are, we are our brother's keeper in a sense. We, we're here to try our best to somehow demonstrate and to manifest the love of God and the spirit, amen, that, that they can feel. And we felt it so much, it's just common to us, but amen, I've heard, uh, I've heard last, last week, amen, the, the funeral we had that there was a lot of people there was wowed by the spirit that they felt. It was, it was just natural to us, but we need, to, we need to thank God for the things every time he touches us and moves. Hallelujah. The need of the lost, amen, needs, needs somebody that's sensitive to their needs. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. The greatest needs, I got right here, but the greatest needs that even you and I as a saints has is need to become sensitive. Lord, fill us with the Holy Ghost. We've been born again. Amen. But we need to become sensitive. Feel after him, though he be not very far from every one of us. The angel sitting by your side, if you can't feel him, you ought to start reaching. Hello. Praise God. Your walk with God and your sensitivity to the Spirit, it, can, it will determine the success that you and I can achieve in the service of the Lord. A minister can step to the pulpit and speak. Amen. And somehow he can be able to minister and speak to people. He doesn't know exactly who he's talking to or whatever. I don't try to put my, both my guns up, you know, and ready to shoot at somebody when I'm preaching. But I, sometimes I have a sense to feel that there's a need for certain things. In fact, most of my sermons that I try to preach, amen, I'm, I have some situation or something in mind that I would endeavor to try to, uh, to relay Amen. The things that God wants to maybe do in my life or, or, or their life. Amen. Hallelujah. And the preacher can read the mail. You can read your mail, somebody says sometime, or step on your toes or whatever. You just be thankful that God knows. Amen. Amen. And he's trying to answer some. Amen. 
The definition of sensitivity is this, abiding, to be stimulated, to be responsive, amen, to outside things or outside your body, amen, meaning that you are actively using, amen, your own, amen, mental desires and reaching, amen, for some exterior force that you need to do a great and mighty work. The ability to, to stimulate. Amen, a response. Hallelujah. We come to pray. And sometimes we can't really get into prayer like we want to. We come, God, to keep our minds on God and pray for needs. And uh, like I said a while ago, I'll be honest with you, I'm honest with you. I, when I start praying for a church, I pray for their pastor. And the next thing I know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to help them out in my mind or whatever. And, and you know, you, you understand what I'm talking about? You, you, your mind gets totally off of interceding for them onto some situation in that church or some problem or somebody or whatever. Amen. Definition, second definition to, is to feel. Have a sense of feel. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a good way tonight. I'm going I'm to talk to you folks about how to, how to rob a bank or something, okay? How to get into a, because uh, they say thieves sandpapers their feeling, their, their, their fingers until they're just almost down to the quick of uh, the, the nerves. So when they get a hold of that, tumbler and try to they can just hear it and feel it feel it feel it they go to they they go to great lengths trying to do something extra to make sure that they can feel how that that lock is how, how that can when it stops and when it when it they you you ever read you ever read anybody about anybody how they how they uh Learn how to uh, open up locks like that because they, they sensitize their fingers. Now, I'm not talking about how to rob a bank, really, to be honest with you, or get into, a, get into somebody's lock, but I'm going to tell you that the world, amen, they can go to great lengths trying to become sensitive enough that nobody else can feel that but them, but they, are, they know that they can keep on filing it down until they can feel so sensitive. Amen. Amen. So, when I'm talking about definitions for sensitivity is to feel after him, though we be not very far from every one of us. Amen. Amen. God's here tonight. Where we feel him or not is how we are sensitizing ourselves to feel after him. Amen. Hallelujah. To feel after him. When I told the story a while ago about Charles Finney, and it was, he wasn't a man, but that man that 
closed up his shop. And stuff. He, had, he, he, he got a burden. And we would not, we would probably not have a prayer meeting like they had prayer meeting. They went there and just sat and took their minds and, and 15 minutes passed and not a, not a sound, not a whimper. But after a while, somebody was sniffing their nose. And that was just that one sniff in the nose brought a landslide of spiritual work before it was all over with. You know, we, we don't need to get into a hurry sometimes and uh, pray a little prayer and when it subsides, uh, God may not be through. Uh, we may be through, but God sometimes, we just need to wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, God, teach us to learn how to wait on him because he is waiting on us. Amen. That's okay, brother. It's not my notes. It's some of my, some of my scribblings. Acts the, thank you. Acts the 17th chapter. Am I making sense to you folks? I want, I want, I want us to, to realize God is here. And I don't want to leave him here by himself when we all walk out. And he said, didn't get, didn't get to really communicate with any of them much. I heard their prayers and uh, whatever. Acts chapter 17 and verse 23. Now, I've quoted this, okay, already. But this, Paul, this is Paul. He's on Mars Hill. He's, he's in Athens, Greece. And he's, he's, he's got his opportunity to stand up and, and tell us what you got. And so he said, for as, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God whom you, you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. In other words, he was saying that you worship this, you've got an altar here and you're worshiping a God and you just call him an unknown. I don't know, I don't know what he, who he is, what he is, and what he can do, more or less. Paul was saying you're, you, you don't have any, you don't have any connections when you have this altar here. But I want to tell you one, amen, praise God. God that made the worlds and all the things that are in, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth and dwelleth not in the temples made with hands. Neither is he worshiped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he, he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And he hath made to one blood all nations of men, amen, for that dwell upon the face of the earth. And he hath determined the times before and appointed and the bonds of, his, of their inhabitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him 
Amen. And find him, though he be not far from every one of us. And to him we live, we move, and have our being. And, and as, as, as certain also of your poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Amen. Amen. I can go on and read a little bit there, but, but that's, the, that's the story of Paul saying, you know, you, there, there's a God that's not very far from all of you that you have never known. You don't even know where they exist or not, except I know that there's one there somewhere. I know there's a God. But he said, God wants to be felt. He wants to be touched. He wants to, be minister, he wants to minister, minister to us. Amen. He, he's, he doesn't come to church just to watch us have our program. He comes for a purpose. Amen. The truth is God is present here and is, is invisible tonight. It just requires us, you and I, amen, to have our sensitivity sensitized. Hallelujah. Meditate a little bit. Think a little bit. Be amazing what God could even demonstrate or reveal to us tonight. The third definition for sensitivity is defined as perceiving. Perceiving. Amen. Praise God. This has to do with our discovering of our minds and thinking and allowing the Holy Ghost, amen, to speak to us. Now, I, Genesis, the 28th chapter, I can just, if you don't have to go back there unless you want to read it, but it's a story of Jacob. When Jacob, when Jacob had to flee from Esau, and of course his mother wanted to send him back, amen, to, uh, to master, or, or, Mesopotamia. <laughs> it was on my lip, but I couldn't speak it. But sending him back to his father's house and his, the family, the old family. And Jacob was fleeing and he stopped at, he stopped at Bethel. He laid down and he was asleep. And I, uh, I read this story and it said, you know, God was, God was there. As Jacob found out, God was there. It was, the, it was actually the ladder. Amen. From earth to glory, presence of God. This, this is the house of God. This is, this is where God, amen, comes down and whatever. He learned that after a dream. But uh, the, the book was talking about, said, said, well, I'd like to talk to Jacob, but Jacob ain't, he got too much on his mind. And uh, all the problems he's going through and going through his mind, and, and he won't even, he won't even have, give me an opportunity to speak to him. But I'll just wait till he goes to sleep and I can talk to him. Because Jacob wasn't sensitive enough to know that God was there until he dreamed and realized, hey, God can speak tonight to any of us or to all of us. But sometimes we, <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah, I'm, I'm contradicting myself and what I want to say sometimes, but sometimes we don't stop praying long enough that God to speak to us with our minds on our prayers. These, Lord, I present to you tonight 
here's a problem situation, God. I, 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 need, I need this answer. I need something done. Yeah, and I got another problem too, Lord. We, 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 they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. I say, God was saying, I sure would like to talk to Jacob, but, but he's got too much on his mind. He's got too much problems and situations he's thinking out. Amen. We come to church sometimes so troubled. And God can't hardly break through to us. Amen. Praise God. The children of Israel provoke God. Just, uh, there's, uh, I will give you several scriptures. I'm not going to read them all, but Exodus chapter 28 and verses 20 and 23. Amen. God is trying to talk to uh, the children of Israel. And, uh, you know, they, they were so hard-headed that God couldn't, couldn't even talk to uh, couldn't even talk to Moses, and Moses talked to him, and they still wouldn't believe it. I don't know for sure what I'm going to preach in a couple of weeks from now, but I have got some inspiration to, to, uh, to kind of think uh, about Herod. Brother Harrelson preached about Herod and, uh, last Sunday, and uh, Herod, you know, he was, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You folks come all this way, amen, to meet the, uh, meet the new Messiah or the, meet the new king of Israel. And uh, I, I, I hadn't got a kid. I'm king. But uh, yeah, they saw a star. And uh, there was some spiritual draw to that. And Herod said, let me find out. You know, Herod, Herod was a believer in God. I don't know where you knew that or not. He called the Sanhedrin. He called the high priest and tell me. I want to, I want to find the scriptures where it says uh, where the Messiah will be born. Well, they told him it's going to be in Bethlehem of Judah. And then they, he turned around and told the those wise men, you, you go find him and I'm going to go pray. I'm, I'm going to go down there and worship him too. I'm really concerned about that Messiah. I'm really concerned about this new king. And, uh, and, and so he, was, he, he knew the prophets knew, right? He, he believed enough in the word of God to believe it. Amen. It had been prophesied. And, uh, and, and then he believed he was going to go worship, but in the back of his mind, you know, you know what was going through his mind, because I'm going to kill him. And uh, I, I, got a, I, got, I got a lot of story I could tell about that. And I've read about it, but, but uh, Herod, he was a, he was a believer And Herod was trying to find somebody that knew and trying to pretend as if he was going to go to worship. Amen. We, 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 
we need to recognize the things of God and to recognize that what God wants to do and not follow Herod's thing, okay? And I just jumped off of that and got off of my lesson a little bit. Psalms chapter 95. Amen. I said Exodus chapter 28, and 22, 23. You can read that some other times. Psalms chapter 95, and I will read verse number 7 and 8. Psalms 95 and verse 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pastor, the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, he meant harden not your heart, as in the provocation. Now that's going back to Exodus there. He meant as it is in the days of the temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me and provoked me and saw my works. They were, they were watching the works of God, but they, were, they wouldn't even, didn't even want to hear God's voice. They told Moses, Moses, you go, ask, you go to God and you, whatever he tells you, come back and tell us. <clears throat> and then we'll decide. Right? Have you ever thought about that, that maybe what plays out sometimes every Sunday in our churches? Uh, well, I know I love the preaching of the word of God and thank God Brother Harrelson was feeling anointed and, and he told us what the Lord desires from us and, and now it's up to us to decide or obey. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2. And I'm going to read it verse number 1. Oh, me. I'm not getting too hard on, but I'm just telling you something. God is here. And if you and I will become sensitive, amen, God can do a great work to, even tonight. Amen. At least to get our hearts and minds Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Therefore we ought to give more heed, amen, to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. We ought to give a heed to what we've heard. Now I've, I've heard this, uh, somebody, else, somebody else told this a day or two ago, but uh, we, we were talking, it wasn't, it wasn't a preacher either, but we were just talking in the, and a minister, a new minister came to a church and he was voted in as pastor and so he, he, he preached this sermon. And although they, now that was a good sermon. I really enjoyed that. That was, that was a great sermon. I mean, I was really inspired by that sermon. Oh, it was, just, it was wonderful. So the next Sunday he got up and preached the same sermon. Now that was, I mean, you've you done really great the first time, but I believe, I believe this one was better than it was. I enjoyed it, really, really, really. I appreciate that sermon today. And the third Sunday, he preached the same sermon. And they, Deacon Board come to him and said, you know, brother, uh, you, you first Sunday you was with us, you preached that same sermon, that sermon. And the second Sunday, we enjoyed it. We did, really did, it was good. We, but this is the third time you've preached this sermon. Do you have another sermon? He said, yes, but there is no use. 
and me preaching anything else until you folks obey this one. Yeah, I mean, a sermon, the word of the Lord is supposed to be obeyed. Amen. And they ain't used to going any further until, you know. Well, sometimes, sometimes I know that's, uh, that's, that's not off course. That, amen. Third chapter of Hebrews. It says it like this, verse seven and eight. It says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the days of the temptation in the wilderness. I thought I read that. So, sometimes they're repeating the sermons, sometimes repeating the words, Sometimes the voice of God, amen, would like to have us to obey what he is saying and then, then, then he can lead us on to something else. I do believe there are God. I, I, brothers and sisters, the thing, I'm gonna tell you the thing that worries me the most is the miracles, the powers, and the things that's happened in the Old Testament and to the New Testament especially. Amen. And Jesus saying, these works that I have done and greater works than these shall you do. And I don't see that. Even, even when I'm uh, looking back at my younger age, I have seen some miraculous things. I have, I've, and, and, and that keeps me faith, faith, faith. I, I, I've seen them. Eyeball to eyeball, I've seen them. And to know that what God can do or has done in my own presence, in my own, in my own eyes, I've saw. God, where is those miracles now? How come we're not seeing it? I know that, I know that we're as sincere, I think, as that generation was, but I don't think there's much, much prayer going on for sure of that. But I saw... I saw a young man I was playing with, playing with him. We, it was four people, four young boys, all of us about 12, 13 years old. They had all day service, church, and we were all playing church. They were having dinner on the ground, you know. And, and so we was having our little fun running, uh, running around. And one of, the, one of the boys, Wayne Pugh, he, uh, he was stumbled over a stump or a, a, a root and he fell, and when he did, he broke his arm. And it was, the bone was sticking out about like this, just dangling down, about like that little deer's leg that got run into that truck yesterday. And uh, it, was, it was a flopping. They come out there with a knife, they just cut his sleeve off, and there it was. It was not, it was very open to us then. And a, and a young, young minister, probably 21 years old, somewhere like that, walked over there and grabbed him by the hand, jerked him like that and said, in Jesus' name. And totally healed. Not, he said it in place. And said, you need to have a splint on this or whatever. No, it was healed completely. 
as if it had never been broken. And, and, and I, was, I was standing about 10, 15 foot at the most from, from that miracle. And it was something to see. And I could tell you more. But I'm just telling you, I've seen those things and I know what God can do. And why I'm talking tonight about this, I know what God could do. That's what we're talking about tonight. But there's something that we're missing. There's something we're not uh, really, amen. And I, at the funeral, I had, a, I had these scriptures all wrote down and uh, to, to talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, the, the things. And, and Jesus was walking one day. He, he, the disciples saw this bland is born blind. And the disciples asked him, Lord, was this man's sins or was his parents' sins that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither. Man was born blind for the glory of God. He just healed him right there. And the whole multitude saw what God could do. Now, I'm not trying to preach on miracles altogether, but I'm just telling you what God has done and what God would like to do for us. Amen. Amen. That he would love to answer your prayers sometimes and mine and your prayers and we try and pray, but I believe that there is a God that is sensitive and we should be sensitive to his needs and his, his power Amen. or his ability. Yes. And Jesus was just saying, all you have to do is have faith. Mm-hmm. And there's our battle. Amen. Praise God. That's our battle. Amen. Glory to God. Evidently, they rebelled, hardened their hearts, amen, against the word of God, amen, in times past. Paul said we shouldn't become hard-hearted. Best said stop feeling personal self for yourself. Don't let your heart become untouchable. Don't become insensitive to God's power and spirit. Amen. They just would not let God give them spiritual direction. Amen. Because they lacked a spiritual sensitivity to God. Now, brother, sister, we all desire God to use us, minister to us, help somebody. Amen. And I believe, I believe that God would be just as eager to help us in this generation that he did back yonder. But I say again, and I'm going to conclude with this, probably. We got got TV, computer, uh, radios, uh, something. It's always going on. Uh, there's a noise always going on. Amen. And and sometimes we're so easily distracted until we cannot focus upon the things that God would like to do. And I know our prayer revival is, is over, but 
we don't let we, we shouldn't let anything distract us. Amen. Amen. And uh, and I'm not talking about noises. Sometimes I'm talking about basically you and I. Amen. Thinking. And 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 as I said a while ago at the very beginning, sometimes we. I, I guarantee you, many of you have traveled a long ways tonight while you were praying. Some situation, some word that you were saying, some thought that went through your mind, and the devil jerked you right out of here. Amen. And, and, and David, that's why David was, David was so sensitive because he had nothing but blatant sheep to distract him. And he was somehow, had his mind in the, under control. He was trying to write songs. Yeah. Some of the greatest songs ever been written were songs of somehow just seemed like they have a touch of God on them. The spirit was moving up on them. The words that they were writing down was inspirational for the next generation for people to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. Because of the lack of spiritual sensitivity. And talking about the children of Israel and Paul here too. They, they just wasn't. They just wasn't sensitive. You know how to show that? <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, I don't know how old these is, but. Could you imagine that Moses wore the same suit for 40 years? And the sandals that people had, they never wore out. Clothes never wore out. Air conditioner all the way through, heating and air. Pillow fired at night, fire at night was over them. It's deserts get cold in the, at night. And the fire kept them warm. And the fire, amen, went out. When the daylight, the sun had come up and the heat of the sun started heating up, then the air conditioner, they pulled the, pulled the clouds over them and they had the air, heat and air. And they couldn't, they couldn't even believe God was with them. Manna, a million people in the desert with nothing to eat. Manna. You know how, how insensitive people can become in the miraculous things of God? <laughs> Hello? Amen. They, they became insensitive to God's word. Moses couldn't change their minds. Moses would tell them what God said and they wouldn't, they wouldn't believe Moses or God evidently because they, they could not see the miraculous things that God was already doing. I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. You accept Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. That's good. I have no, no problem with that. But God's a whole lot more than just that. He's a whole lot more. Amen. It, it has, it has, you know, it has a whole lot more of us believing than just believing that he was our savior. And I'm, 
I'm, and I think that a lot of people in this generation is just like the children of Israel. You tell them, God said this and God said that and the word of God says this and they, ain't gonna, they, they won't believe it. I'm meddling now a little bit. They will not accept the word of God anymore if it don't pit, fit or put, or don't agree with what they believe. And, uh, you know, say I'm going to meddle a little bit. Amen. Praise God. If asked, you know, and to, to which things that they was believing in what they were, amen, they'd believe God's great, God's, God's good, but they wouldn't believe anything basically that Moses was trying to tell them even what God could do. And that's why I'm here tonight to tell you. God can do great money things for us. God's not through with his people. He is not through with America. If America would turn back to him. Amen. He's not through with me or you. If, if somehow we can allow God to speak to us and become sensitive to his will and work. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we stand? Jesus is here. Yes. Lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. The presence of the Lord is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Amen. And I would like to practice just a little bit of a sensitivity. Why don't we pray right now and just, amen, just get our minds only upon the Lord. And I will tell you, I I talked to Brother Harrelson the other day and he was saying that you know, Brother Andrew Urshan, he came to our church, amen, 60 years ago. He said, I want you to line up. I want you to just look right there. You're, you're, you're at the throne of God. You're facing the Lord right now. So you come up here, he line everybody up one by one. He, he'd come up and you'd stand there. I'm at the white throne of judgment. And the judgment seat of Christ. And what you have need of, or what you're seeking for, or what you, what you have problems, or what, what kind of a healing do you need in your body, you're facing the Lord right now. You're facing the Lord. Become sensitive. He, may, he didn't say that. But he would pray for us. And with the power of God, I'm telling you, people were healed. Amen. My wife was healed. Amen. I wasn't even married to her at that time. But she was healed that day. And you know what? I was healed. I wasn't healed of any physical condition, but I was healed, amen, to where that, amen, there, there, was a, there was a sense of God's presence right there when we was feeling the power of God. And I want to tell you, there was a mighty move of the Spirit in that church, that service that night. You know what? Because we recognized God was there. Because the preacher told us, he's here. He's, he's, he's right here, and you're standing before him, and you tell him what you need. You tell him what you need to get rid of, or whatever. Amen. It's, it's a work of the Spirit. Why don't we just become sensitive to God right now again, and let's reach out to the Lord. Lord Jesus.
I know you're here. I thank you for being here. I thank you for hearing our prayers already, God. And I believe, Lord, that God, you, you're listening to our prayers right now. Your God know the needs of our lives and you want to work. May faith arise in our hearts. May God, we proclaim the power. Amen. And proclaim your presence and give you thanks and we worship you because, oh God, amen, you delight in the praise of your people. You want to answer prayers. You want to minister to us. Oh, Jesus, we ask it, God, for your glory. That healing come. That power, God, be manifested. May we have a feeling, God, and a sense of your presence. Because I know you're here. And God, we need to feel after you. We need to feel Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. But become sensitive. Become sensitive. To God. Jesus' name.